on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> Kickboxer than the people that made Kickboxer. I don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old and stay. <laughs> oh, I've moved on to my, my old gummy snacks now. Uh, I'm glad my concept has grasped so. <laughs> the hair is long and curly in this movie. Along with some good special effects, I might add. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net now with 100% less estrogen. Yeah! Yeah! Power to the yeah! girl! She's out of here! It's just nothing but swinging dicks this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more rational movie discussions, no more feeling... Ah, just kidding, we miss you. <laughs> Jess is not here with us tonight. I'm Eric Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver. And yes, Jess is on assignment uh, this week, so she unfortunately could not join us this evening, which we're very bummed about. But she did throw us uh, an interview she did, and we will throw that on this episode as well. Probably right in the middle, I'd say that's a good spot for it, in between our now manly man segments. Yeah! Just dude on dude. Dude! Action! Yeah! (laughs) What's nice is I'm sure she's going to have all sorts of uh, great stuff to share with us on the next episode with what she's doing out in Utah. Um, uh, she might have some, but next episode is going to be massive because it's, that's the her first round of the top 100, her honor, first oh, round of honorable yes. mentions. And we have the prize giveaway is going to be next episode as well. Yeah. It's going to be massive, but I'm yeah. sure we'll give her a lot of time. Maybe we can clear our recently watched plates this week, and okay. then next week we'll give Jess time to talk about the Utah trip. Yeah. I think this episode this episode should be called the Dude Bro... Um, let's see. The, the we dude, already did that one. I know. Dude Bro I Penis know. Party Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Part 2. There you go. Uh, I'll look into that. Uh, <laughs> Weren't you wanting a, a name to ring in from uh, Zombies' new t- album title, which is just oh, a bunch of ritz, random words ran, random that always ends? Things, yeah, yeah, it's just... <laughs> Yeah. Blender, hexagon, microphone, La- witch party, invitation. Lollipop, banana, <laughs> airplane, Satan worship. Yes. <laughs> Part five. And somehow that's dark. Okay. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, see, we're already just rudderless without Jeff. Yes. Oh, I know we are. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, here's what we're going to do. For our first segment, obviously we're not doing the roulette this week because Jess isn't here and uh, we're not even going to bother. I didn't even watch mine yet. Whee! Mm. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do a segment here on our most anticipated films of 2016. Mine is embarrassing. Uh, we'll we'll throw Jess's interview with Wait For It into the middle segment. And then lastly, we'll get into some recently watched and try and clear our plates of that crap and then give her time during that normal segment next uh, episode. Yes. Does that sound good? Yep, that works for me. All right, we have cobbled together a show. So yes. Let's, uh, it, it, what's, let's what's weird is that Jess, how many episodes has Jess been on now? Like three or four at least? Oh, oh no, more like six or eight. Oh, really? I don't, you know what? I've got a whole little, we're hope. We're hopeless. Yeah. Just and What's funny is we've done so many episodes, just you and I, and now it's like, oh, Jess isn't here. What? Huh? What? <laughs> As we bump into walls and <laughs> the microphone breaks. Oh, and, one. <laughs> I pee my pants. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight episodes. Uh, oh shit! Jess has been on for two months now. Uh, well, nine. She was on one before she joined the roulette, so nine episodes. Hmm. Yep. See how quickly time flies. Hey, I mean, we're, we're what episode are we on here? Eight eighty-five. Nice. I mean, it's, me, 
Flash. This year, we're going to be hitting episode 100, which we'll have, you know, we're going to bring out the big guns for that one. Yeah. Uh, crick, crickets. <laughs> As a tumbleweed slowly runs. <laughs> right now, Jess is tuning out of this episode. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> there goes another one. Okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, most anticipated films of 2016. Now, I, I put together this list, and it's loosey-goosey. Um, yeah. I came up with, or in the ballpark of 20, you came up with in the ballpark of 20, so I'm going to run through about half my list, and then I'll let you take over, and we'll just kind of chip-chat things that we cross over on. Okay. Um, and this is not in any order. Uh, Ip Man 3, Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. Part three of that series, uh, one and two, I thought were both excellent. I love those movies. So part three, I'm in, even with stupid Mike Tyson. That'll at whoa, least be something. Whoa, what? Mike Tyson's in that? Yeah. They also have a guy playing young Bruce Lee, it looks like, and whatever. It's another Ip Man movie. I'm going to check it out. Because uh, the second one, I was like, there's no way it's as good as the first. And I thought it was every bit as good as the first. That's not going to get a theatrical release. Oh, probably it? not. If so, it'd be limited. Yeah. New York, L.A. affair, but uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, next, uh, Coen Brothers. Rarely, I, I mean, I like the Coen Brothers, but I prefer their comedy stuff. Uh, so rarely do I see a trailer and I'm like, yeah! But Hail Caesar is looks just amazing. That looks right up there with their Big Lebowski and, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And, uh, I'm there. You got uh, me on that one. I actually, I actually overlooked that one, and that one I am actually going to add that to my list right now, because... Yeah. I certainly want to see that one. Uh, Deadpool. Obviously, I'm the comic book dork, so you can expect all the comic book movies are going to be on here. Deadpool looks, I mean, it's going to be not the first R-rated comic book movie, but the first really, really R-rated one, if it lives up to the material it's based on. And I, I would think, say, now, would you say Dread? Because Dread's based on a, Judge Dread is a yeah, comic. But, and that's a hard R, but it's not like, uh, it's just different. It's hard yeah. to explain, but Deadpool is like dirty and weird, and yeah. and I haven't even really read much of him. I just just from what I know of him, from what I gotta I say, Deadpool they their marketing has been brilliant on that movie, brilliant. Mm -hmm. Just the, just the advertisements, the embracing like they are totally embracing that R rating, and I love to see that that they're like we are R rated. It would not work if it was a PG thirteen. It, it would not function because that book is not for PG-13. It is for mm -hmm. R. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I think, but all, all the pre-reviews that are coming in right now are saying it's, it nails it. It's great. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one. Triple uh, Nine, which is a thriller uh, kind of act cop drug. I don't know. It looks awesome. And I think, I could be wrong. I, Whoever directed that, I think, was somebody that I have come to really like. Maybe the guy that did The American? Something like that? I don't know. You look it up. You can do research. I will, you know, Triple Nine, uh, just to chime in real quick. Um, crazy that was crazy on, cast. That, that's on my list, too. Uh, oh, John Hillcoat. Mm. He's the guy that made uh, The Proposition. Yes. And The Road. And Lawless, which I know you didn't like. I liked, the law, I liked Lawless. Um, you know, something about Lawless... I think you prepared me for that. You didn't like the ending, correct? It, I liked that. That movie was fine, except for the last five minutes. And I was yeah. like, it, it had the same uh, problem as uh, that Peter Jackson one with the ice oh, sickle. Oh, yeah. It had the same yes. problem where it was like the last five minutes just 
made me hate the whole movie. Yeah. You prepared me for it, though, and I think because of that, I wasn't as, like, okay, yeah, that was, nah. But, yeah. It, yeah anyway. I got you. Um, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is a strange title for a Cloverfield sequel, but that looks really cool. I also would like to see the movie where John Goodman has kidnapped some people and has them in a bunker. Can I see both those movies separately? That, that would be two different things. That would be cool to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman v Superman. That's going to be high on my list. Uh, the Jungle Book. I was surprised mm-hmm. how much that trailer grabbed me. I also thought it was hilarious how the live action version of The Jungle Book is going to contain more animation <laughs> than the animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> that trailer is is goosebump inducing. It's so good. Yep. Everything about that movie uh, has me excited. Especially, I mean, you know who directed that, right? Yeah, John Favreau. John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've got pretty. My expectations are quite high for that one. Me too. I mean, we're talking right up there with Batman versus Superman. Nah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure why. I just uh, like that is a big one from my childhood, and that trailer, man, that looks fantastic. Yep, so. I agree. Uh, Captain America 3, Civil War. That one's up there for me. I've uh, The last Captain America movie is was probably tied for first of the Marvel movies for me. Mm-hmm. Here. Same guy's directing this one, and I, I like the Civil War story. Uh, I, I don't know. you, actually. Yeah, I think they're going to take a lot of liberties with it, but you have to. You can't do that book. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you do that book, that ends the Marvel Universe. If you mm-hmm. do it. Bit for bit, so it'll be interesting. I would to love to. I would love make. to talk about that uh, graphic novel, but obviously, that would be very spoilery because because I'm very curious, like how how that storyline goes in that and how it ends. I'm like, are they going there? Are they going to go that route? Or that would be a conversation best saved for after we see Civil War. Then we'll do a yeah. spoiler episode and really break it down with the book itself, as every single other pod will be doing. But you know, yes. that'll be a better place time for that. Uh, next, uh, the nice guys. Uh, this is the new one from, um, jeez, oh, what's his name? He he makes nothing but Christmas movies. He did Iron Man 3, and, uh, he was in Predator, and Lethal Weapon. Oh, and... oh really? The big glasses guy from Predator? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I didn't know that he was directing that. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, what's his name? <laughs> Can neither uh, of us come up with his name? No. You no. be my research guy on the other end, but... Okay. The, this one looks absolutely fantastic. If you haven't seen this trailer, it's a long trailer, but you, even though it, it probably gives a bit too much away, I couldn't stop watching. I loved it. Um, X-Men Apocalypse. Holy CGI, Batman. There is a lot of CGI in the trailer for that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, I'll watch it, but <laughs> reser- reservations. Uh, now these next couple... <laughs> Uh, Warcraft. I don't know anything of, I mean, I, I don't know much about Warcraft. I haven't played it. I have an outside perspective of it as a gamer. And it looks like a hell of a lot of CGI, but it's Duncan Jones. So, I'm gonna see that movie at some point. That looks interesting. Uh, ID42. Uh, there was a concept that I was not mm, clamoring to get a hold of, but wow, if the trailer didn't look awesome to me. That looked like a lot of fun. Shane Black. Sorry to interrupt. Shane Black's is Thank you. Um, maybe Emmerich is, is bringing up... It's Emmerich, right? Roland Emmerich? Yeah. It, yep. looks, it looks good. I can't help I it. I think it looks so, good. too. That's a good trailer. 
Uh, and lastly, and then I'll let you take over here, uh, the BFG, Spielberg's new movie, and uh, absolutely thrilled that somebody is finally making it. Even more thrilled that it's Spielberg, because he is the perfect person to handle uh, this, was it Roland Dahl, I believe is uh, the author's name, but it's BFG, stands for Big Friendly Giant. <laughs> uh, but it was a book I read many times, and I passed my daughter, and she read and really loved, and then... Uh, about a year later, we got this trailer, and I was just thrilled by that. That just made me so happy. Uh, okay, I'll let you take over. Okay, we are definitely going to have some uh, some of the same. I mean, and I've chimed in on that as well uh, here and there. But I've got some other ones also. Uh, ones that I'm guessing that you will have zero interest. I skipped in, but... a lot of the horror movies. I knew you'd be adding them, so we. Yeah, well, not just horror. <laughs> actually, not just horror movies. I mean, my first one is the farthest thing from a horror movie. Uh, and that would be Zoolander Part 2. <laughs> you know, I, did you see Zoolander? I still have not seen that movie. You know, I, I seriously, I, well, I don't know where you stand on Ben Stiller. Do you like Ben Stiller comedy at all? Total hit or miss. I have no love or hate for the guy whatsoever. Because okay. I, for 50% of the time, he's hysterical. The other half of the time, he can, he can be annoying. But uh, I really like him when he's being serious or when he's just in bits or when he's over the top does that make sense maybe that's too specific like love and mystery men uh yeah. i love when he plays a serious dramatic role yeah or when he's just kind of a uh, one of the lesser players like dodgeball mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got that loincloth <laughs> oh that was great uh this has kind of become like the first one kind of became a minor cult classic and i remember that was the uh i think believe that and the Keanu Reeves football movie were the first movies to come out after 9-11. And I never forgot that, uh, that Zoolander had that, the misfortune of being released after that. Mm-hmm. And, but, and so it kind of, you know, people weren't going to the movies. And since then, it kind of has gained this, this cult classic status. And upon rewatching, it is really funny. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. I think the trailers look great. It, it's almost a, as weird as this sounds, a smarter version of a dumb and dumber movie yeah you've always championed that movie to me and my favorite part of the the sequels trailer was when will ferrell comes out looking all ripped because i totally fell (laughs) i totally fell for it i was like holy shit dude (laughs) look at that guy that's crazy (laughs) yeah yep okay so now we're gonna get into some horror stuff uh (laughs) and and the first one and this is actually one of my most anticipated of the entire year Uh, like of all of mine from 2016 this is Way up there. I'm happy to report that uh, we at The Nightlight are going to be getting this movie in February. And I'm not sure how wide of a release the movie's going to get. Uh, but February 19th, a movie called The Witch comes out. Oh, wow. And it's about uh, 1630s New England town, uh, black magic, possession, witchcraft. And the trailer is so unsettling and creepy. Um, it is, but it, that was the artsy one, right? It, it's looked yes. a little artsy. So that's always a fine line between drive and uh, a piece of shit. I don't know something. Yeah, you know what I but mean. It's, it's getting. I, mean, it's, I hate to say it's getting good word of mouth and good buzz uh, because it, whenever a movie does that, and then we watch it, and they're like, "Oh, what? What? Yeah. What's good about that?" But from again, I'm going by the buzz and the trailer. Uh, because we're actually showing that trailer in front of our movies right now at Nightlight, and every time I see it, I'm like, ooh, that looks good. I can't wait to see that. Please be good. So, anyway. Okay, next up for me, okay, you covered Deadpool, Triple Nine. Uh, next up is, 
Rob Zombie's 31. I believe it's going to be released this year. It's supposed to be. He finally got his R rating after numerous trims to a, obtain the uh, R rating. Uh, you know, I I defend Rob Zombie. I know a lot of people like to hate on him, but I, yeah, I know he cast his wife in the movies and she's not the best actress in the world, but I, there has yet to be one Rob Zombie movie that I flat out hate. Uh, in fact, I've come around on several of his movies to where it's like, oh, that was a damn good movie now. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm it, the premise is good. Uh, what the is cast the premise? Is, uh, the premise is on, I'm on IMDb here. After being kidnapped, five carnival workers are held hostage in a place where they are forced to participate in a violent game. The goal of which is to survive 12 hours against a gang of evil clowns. <laughs> that just sounds Rob Zombie. Yes, it does. Of sounds like a yep. stage show. Yes. So, but Malcolm McDowell's in it. Uh, I'm sure Sid Haig is in there somewhere more than like Gingerland. Uh, Ex porn star, his Richard. wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this. It's just funny going going through his list. The cast. It's like, oh, Meg Foster's in it. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Rob Zombie. Um, and um, I, what's funny is that he had to fight for the R rating, I guess. Or to, yeah, he had to keep trimming it down from NC seventeen. They kept giving him. Yeah. That's so annoying. But but here, the thing is, it's like uh, his previous movie. Uh, Lords of Salem opened in a handful of theaters, and th- this just feels like, why bother? I'm guessing it's going to get a really limited release and then get dropped on the instant video. I'm surprised, unless they're actually going to be releasing that wide, which will surprise me, but, you know, I, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, Cloverfield. Now, do you think that this 10 Cloverfield Lane, do you think that it is going to be a literally tying into the actual Cloverfield movie from 2008, or is this going to be... Yeah, I think so. I think they, they come up out of that bunker, and all hell's breaking loose up there. I don't know. Not, okay. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll have yeah. to wait and see. We know nothing yeah. about it. It's one of those J.J. movies type yeah. things where you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, cover Jungle Book. Yeah, you hit a lot of the, the big ones. Uh, X-Men, Independence Day, uh, Ghostbusters. Did you? Nah, I don't care about it. What? Eh. <laughs> and, 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 and it's not because they are rebooting with all women or anything like that. I, I'm one of the few people that does not hold the original and masterpiece classic of all time. I mean, it's a good movie and I enjoy it, but it's not like... Like, people freak out about Ghostbusters and I'm like, oh, well, I, I mean... I, really? It's, it's cool and all, but it's like, I'm not freaking out about it. I don't really... I just don't, I'm just disinterested, I guess. I mean, if it's good, I'll check it out, but I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not gung-ho about about it. <laughs> do you think that that, I'm, I'm, this is a dumb question, I'm sure that that thing's going to do gangbusters. I would imagine that would yeah. be a very bankable movie. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, although I, I borderline hated the trailer uh, because it was... Ah, why? I don't get that. I, 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 don't, I, I don't like the Beastie Boys song playing the whole way through. That was... I mean, I, the more I think about it, the, the more the, I don't... But it was a rush trailer to meet up with Star Wars. That was it. And I it know. just... I, I, I dropped I, some generic sci-fi music in instead, seriously. I would have liked it better. <laughs> I just... I didn't... I I was very confused by all the backlash, because I'm like, it's just a first teaser. Who gives a shit? I, mm. And it was... <laughs> Look at you. Sabotage! Uh, like, that's a cool you song! You love Beastie Boys and you love Star Trek. Here, right now, he's tattooing over his tattoos of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, 
He's like, screw it, I'm out because of the Beastie Boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the next trailer is going to be great. It does feel uh, a bit more like an episode, like like. Okay, we've introduced the, the characters now, and we, you know, we've hopefully we've got our con movie out of the way now. Now let's get into the further adventures of Star Trek. I don't know, man, because it's the third one of the reboots, right? And they're blowing up the Enterprise and crashing on mm. this planet. They, they might mm. still be going with the rehashing every one of the movies formula. And then the villains turn out to be gigantic whales. Or... That's next episode. <laughs> yeah, that, okay, yeah. It'll be dolphins or monkeys or it'll be something yeah. out. Elephants S- instead. Spock's mumbling the hell I am. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Suicide Squad. Look, that new trailer. Wow. Oh, that looks so good. Now, why aren't you um, mad at that? It's got a song playing through the entire thing. Yeah, but that's... Queen! Oh, yeah, that was great. And the lyrics uh, that, line that, up with the action that's going on. That fits so well. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was great. I'm surprised that there wasn't a little Batman cameo, or did I miss it in that one? Uh, no, you didn't, but Batman's probably not going to be in that movie much, more in a cameo. Okay. That's I just not, that's that not a would, Batman movie. Yeah. I just figured they would capitalize a little bit to show you know, a little bit of Batman or something. But. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I still think it was an odd property to choose, but... Uh, to make, but because it's dark, but I, you know, at Deadpool getting an R and getting high praise, maybe, I mean, I don't think this Suicide Squad movie will go after an R rating, but I could see a sequel going after an R rating. Hmm. It's dark material, you know. Oh, the trailer, the trailer screams, we should be R rated. I know, but uh, you so. know, that, that door hasn't really swung wide yeah. yet, and I'm hoping that Deadpool and maybe Suicide Squad can encourage it to yeah. have some more R rated comic book movies, but people got to go out and buy tickets to go see them. The yeah. problem I am is that, so excited. What's that? The problem is that, you know, it's, they say this stuff is mostly geared for kids, but no kid should be reading a Deadpool comic. They're, yeah. they're way too dark, or way too adult. Yeah. And this, uh, this Suicide Squad, uh, it, it has me so excited for what DC is going to be bringing in the future, because I, I like DC. And it's good to see, like, it seems like they are truly bringing their A-game to really, com- I don't want to say compete with Marvel, but that's what they're doing. And um, now, you know, I, I disagree with that. And I, I know that's the strong mentality here, uh, because that's the way it is in the comic books. Uh, you know, they're trying to sell issues and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, they're trying to sell tickets, but the bottom line is that if a, a DC comic book movie does good, that's good for Marvel, too. Because then people, that means... The comic book craze is still going strong, and everybody's going to run see the next comic book movie, which will probably be a Marvel one, you know? Yeah. Back and forth. If they start busting the bubble, it's bad for everyone. So this whole competition thing, everybody just needs to shut the hell up. I get so, <laughs> I just get so irritated when people are like, ah, I'm into Marvel, DC's blown it in the theater, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That does, eh, whatever. Even if you hated Man of Steel, it f- was financially viable. It was a financially successful film it it's didn't a good like movie too you and i yeah, are it, not that's a yeah yeah, yeah i seriously i would put that one up against pretty much any mar any marvel movie any superhero movie that's one of the best ones out there and well, i think I, I agree but a lot of people disagree with us especially the yeah. comic book community and i yeah. it's not to completely invalidate the but they get pissy like oh they're just making the beginning of Batman v Superman uh, is Batman's mad at Superman for destroying so many lives in Metropolis. They just are like, 
changing that because we were all mad at how many people they killed in Man of Steel. And it's like, so? Like, yeah. Who cares? That's an interesting way to take the series, I think. Mm-hmm. Address it. Face it. Head on. Like, go for it. That's cool. I, I appreciate that they do that. Or we could just have Avengers 2 where we save every person in the entire world. And it's more robots. <sighs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, uh, more comic booky goodness here. Doctor Strange is coming out in 2016, correct? Uh, supposedly, yes. I, be- I believe that release date. Okay. So, yes. Uh, but, I mean, come on. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, man. I'm so amped for that movie. Yeah, me too. Do you think that there's going to be any any little cameo at all from him in Captain America, possibly, or no? Sure. I mean, it's going to have a stinger. And a post stinger, and yeah. the next Marvel movie coming out is Doctor Strange, isn't it? So I think so. Yeah, it's in, probably inev- inevitable. Yeah, nice. Well, that's going to be that's that's up there. That's going to be good. Um, and I still need to. I haven't watched that uh, that animated movie yet. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. I only own it on a DVD, so I, we'll okay. figure something out before then. Okay. Um, I've got a couple more. You should. Hand it back to you, or should I no, finish up? No, keep going. Finish up. Okay. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. <laughs> and, of, of course, you know, I'm I'm a big uh, Harry Potter fan, and I, this takes place years before uh, Harry Potter and Hogwarts, so I, I of course, I'm I'm on board. I like that series. Uh, it's not, it's not like, in the top five, but I'm definitely looking forward to it, and that's one that I can easily see my wife and I going to watch in the theater, because she loves the Harry Potter movies, so uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Bad Santa Part 2, and fingers crossed that that actually is a thing that is going to happen this year. Oh, trust uh, me, the rest of my list is stuff that may not happen this year. So Yeah, because Bad Santa 2, I'll believe that when, I'm, when I see the trailer and it's like, okay, it's coming out. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, uh, Rogue One. Come on. That's yeah. probably, that's <laughs> honestly, that's that's number one for 2016 is, is Rogue One. Yep, more than likely. I was kind of surprised you hadn't mentioned it yet. Uh, yep, that's saved the best for last. Okay, well, I got a couple more here that I'm... I, I don't know if I want to say highly anticipated, but they're, I'm still looking forward to seeing. Um, a new Jason Bourne movie is supposed to come out later this year with Matt Damon. I saw, I, yeah. I saw that. I didn't add that because I wasn't sure if that was going to happen or not. That, well, I've seen filming with Matt Damon. I've seen pictures of him on set. Okay. So, Matt Damon. If it's Matty Damon, I'm in. Um, the Ben Hur remake is supposed to come out this year, later this year too. Supposedly directed by da, 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 Tamir Berkta, kind of, oh, you know, Fest- the Tim Festival, we call yeah. him the Tim, yeah, yeah. Russian the Tim. So his name attached to that has me interested. Uh, that's the, wait, is that the guy that did America or the uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I I'm not sure if he directed it or just produced it, but he also did Wanted oh, and okay. the. Uh, those Russian vampire movies. Ah, yes. So, based on that, I, I'm interested to see what it looks like. Um, Gambit, supposedly, is listed for coming out later this year, but I don't believe that one. I, I see that going later. But I'm just going by Box Office Mojo release dates. Uh, Underworld 5. I know you and I will both see that one. We, yes. We see all the Underworld movies, and... Again, another one that I'll be surprised if it comes out this year. Uh, the Jack Reacher sequel is supposed to come out this year. And lastly, uh, Assassin's Creed uh, with Michael Fassbender. 
I will. I would watch that. Yeah, if if that comes out again, I just, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, who knows when they get listed that far out, then you you just don't know. And they do so much moving that it's pretty likely that they'll move. Okay, uh, anything else you want to add for this segment? We can move on. I you know there's a couple more real quick. Um, Go for the it. woods. I am curious about the woods because that is from uh, Simon Barrett and uh, Adam Wingard, who did the guest and your next two movies that I thought were fantastic. That is supposedly a 2016 movie, uh, but we'll we'll see. But I really like what they do with uh, with fairly low budgets. They seem to really they seem to really do a good job. So um, that's honestly like one of the main the main ones that I'm. That that may or may not be coming out because I have a feeling it's not. But hmm. um, and if it and if it does, it's, if it does, it's probably going to end up being uh, you know, two theaters and then video on demand mm-hmm. or so. video on demand at the same time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Now, what do you think about? Um, uh, uh, now I, I, I'm drawing a complete blank. Ah, give me a clue. What? No, I, I'm I'm literally I, I was just going to say it and I. It now it completely escapes me. Oh well, sorry. No, let's figure it out. What was it? Um, <laughs> we got time. We're not in any hurry. Um, uh, you might want to just trim it. Yeah, trim it back. Oh, I'm a sure. Bit. That, well, we'll see. Um, Depends how much fun I can make of you while this is going on. It's actually coming out. I think this weekend. Uh, the one with um, Zach Efron in it. Uh, not the neighbors too. No, no, not Neighbors 2. Um, Bad Grandpa? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, with De Niro? Dur- yes. Mm. I, the trailer looks pretty funny on that one. No. No, the trailer looks to contain every funny part from the movie. I, I, I watched that trailer and I'm like, that's funny. I will never watch that. <laughs> but you did think it was funny. Yeah, the trailer. That's it. <laughs> I got it. I got the entire thing in two minutes. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to watch that for two hours. <laughs> what about what about uh, Finding Dory, the new, the next Pixar movie? Oh God, I watched that first one so many times with my niece. Uh, I'm I'm sure it will be a good movie. It's Pixar. Mm. I, have they done anything terrible yet? Yeah, uh, Cars was. Bleh. Yeah, but I've watched it a few times now, and my kids are way into it for some reason. It's a pretty funny movie. Really? Have you seen the uh, second one? No. The sequels have pretty much largely been direct video, have they not? I know Cars Two was uh that that what got a theatrical okay. release. No, I haven't seen but, that one. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Cars um, Two actually. I knew there yeah. was a Planes. They made a plane. Yeah, movie. Planes One and Two. Yeah, meh. Yeah. Um. Okay, and the last one is The Conjuring Part Two, which I mm-hmm. thought The Conjuring. I thought that was a good movie. Um, I don't think it was as good as Insidious, but it was good. And this trailer for the next one, it, it's a good trailer. It's. Creepy. I haven't so. seen the first one, so I didn't even watch the trailer for the second one. I think that's one that you would like. It's it's a bit of a it's a bit anticlimactic for me because oh it's so scary. I'm like no, it's it's scary the whole way through, and then the end. I'm like yeah, it's just another exorcism type thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good movie, very good movie. But uh, oh, of course, I'm a horror guy here. I'll watch it. But, right. Okay, that's it. Done. Uh, okay, well, we will move into uh, editing in Jess's interview with the fantastic horror meister. Well, uh, I know him for horror. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings. And what else? I mean, can we run down his 
filmography real quick? Yeah, well, I'm actually once once the interview is done, I'll talk a little bit about a movie that I like. One of the last movies I just watched, uh, starring uh, starring Brad Dorif. That's right. The interview yes. is with the great Brad Dorif, and I, I'm not sure she's had this interview back, backlog for something else. And I'll be completely honest, she had it backlog for something else, and it never got used. And she was going to be on, so she's like, "Hey, why don't you throw this in there?" Absolutely. We're going to start doing some more interviews this year, so yeah. uh, those will more than likely be um, separate episodes from our regular episodes, because our regular crap takes up so much time as it is. But this one's a shorter one, so I said, oh, I'll throw it in here in the middle of, since you're going to be gone anyway. Okay. Anyway, yeah, he's, he's been in tons and tons of stuff. Halloween, the Rob Zombie's Halloween series. Um, I still yeah. remember, though, when I was watching Two Towers in the theater and was like, that's a freaking Chucky. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of his very first uh, roles was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. He was in he was in that back in 1975. Yep, he was great uh, in that movie. Yeah, so tons of stuff. Dune, um, Blue Velvet. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's great. We'll turn it over to Jess. Take it away, Jess and Mr. Dourif. Hey, uh, Jess, you are on with Brad Dourif. Oh, hey, perfect. Thank you. Uh, hi, how are you doing today, sir? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yourself? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. Um, so I know we probably have a little bit of a limited time here. I don't I don't want to keep you on the phone all day. Um, uh, but I know you're going to be coming here to uh Texas Frightmare and I'm pretty excited about that. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there personally, but I know a bunch of people that are and they're looking forward to seeing you. What are you looking forward to at that uh at Frightmare? Well, you know, I've uh, I have no idea. It's always a, <laughs> kind of a big surprise. I, no, know, I can I only imagine like it's crazy for you. You know, I what I, people I, wear? <laughs> people are wearing, yeah, yeah. That's all do you, are you do you like watching the cosplay and all that different kind of stuff that they do now? Um, I usually, I mean, you know, I, I usually wind up working pretty hard and. You know, at my age, by the end of the day, I I grab a meal and and conk out, maybe watch a movie, and that's about all I'm capable of <laughs> by the end of the day. But you know, I do wander around, and and every once in a while, if I if I do get a break, I'll go look at I'll go look at uh, to see what they what what's happening around, like uh, you know what they're selling or uh, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you're basically just enjoying the convention for the same reason we all are, just to look at all the cool stuff and buy things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> like anime, and sometimes they have some some anime I, I don't have there. Oh life. wow, fantastic! Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, as I as I sit here talking to you on the phone, it's it's hard to not hear, um, you know, the voice of your most favorite famous character uh, that I'm sure everybody is going to be bombarding you with things to autograph and sign as far as child play and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I I loved Curse of Chucky. I I thought it was a great uh, addition into the franchise. Can we look forward to any more sequels with maybe you in them (laughs) as well? Or Um, was that pretty much the cap I don't know how much they can put me myself in them. There was an idea for something but I think it's out of date where I would have really been in it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think they'll ever shoot that. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it just, that style of horror has kind of gone out. Right. Um, so, you know, we're in the era of, you know, remastering and back to scary. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So um, the next one is probably um, um, is probably will probably star my daughter again, and and um, you know will be a continuation of um, of, uh, of Curse. Oh, well, fantastic! I, you know, your daughter was fantastic in it, and I I am looking oh, for. It. I did you. like that it kind of it went back to like you said, going back to scary rather than mm-hmm. the more comedic aspect. Now, mm-hmm. as far as the comedic aspect, now there has been news that there's supposed to be some sort of Michael Myers versus Jason Voorhees movie coming out. I don't know how much of that is truth, but would you ever consider a Chucky versus? Who would you well, like to? All, who would you like to see Chucky? Well, well, I know, but if you had the creative capability, to say, to... <laughs> um, uh, uh, like Chucky versus Michael Myers or something like that, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, my first impulse is no, right? But um, it sounds like it just sounds ridiculous. But you know, sometimes you know these things surprise you, and somebody comes up with a really good take, and and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I think Chucky is fun. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I like. I, I think it's better that he's scary. You know, right. And it goes back to really straight horror. But I mean, it, the whole idea of it is fun. So you know, if somebody could write one that really is, um, you know, really uh, cool, then yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be all for it. Maybe something you that pegged him with somebody I a little think bit that more his size. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree with you. I I do, I. I you know, Chucky is fun. I I love, you know, I I love Bride of Chucky and all that, and I I love your your the comedic aspect and everything of it. But in order to go back to something that would be Chucky versus, I I, I agree with you on that aspect. I think it would be kind of ridiculous, but you never know who's working on what lately. So. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I know of absolutely no. Um, no one has said that they're interested in that. Okay, well, if they haven't talked to you about it, then I can pretty much guarantee and, I mean, it. I talk, it's not. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Fiona is very, very close with with Don uh, Mancini, uh, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I would have if I didn't hear it through him, I would have heard it through her. Oh, so, okay. Um, she would have passed it along to me, um, but um, I don't think uh, I don't think um, uh, anything like that's in the works. Nothing in the grapevine yet. Well, I can't say that. Yeah, I'm I know not. that there is a <laughs> there is a project in the works, but it. And, um, I mean, I can't tell you. Obviously, I can't tell you what it Obviously. is. Obviously. But um, um, you know, it, it it has a ways to go. I don't think it's quite greenlit yet. Okay. But, well, I, mean, I think uh, a lot hey. of the obstacles are out of the way, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means these days, you never know. Um, mm-hmm. No. <clears throat> Moving on to uh, the more recent work that you've done as far as uh, Rob Zombie's films um, in the Halloween series, and I know Rob is coming up with a new project here, 31, is getting off the ground, and I've heard pretty good things about that. Um, As you may or may not know, you know, there's a lot of mixed feelings about the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, and, you know, whoever falls on which side. Personally, I like them. I really enjoyed your performance and your take on uh, Sheriff Lee Bracken bringing more of an emotional aspect to him that I feel that the original was lacking. Uh, mm-hmm. but, I never uh, saw and, you the know, original, by the way. Too scary for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Even still? Yeah, even still. I don't think I could, I could, I could watch them. I don't know what he, what, uh, uh, what, the, what the, that guy was like. I just played him, you know, I took him as he came. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I can say that I, I, I mean, obviously the the originals are classic. And it, I'm a little bit astounded that you haven't seen them. It's, it's kind of cool, <laughs> actually. But um, I, well, your performance was fantastic as Sheriff Lee Brackett. But as far as the kind of backlash that fans are about, like, not about, I'm sorry, as far as remakes and all that go, what what do you, how do you feel about remakes and that and taking on that? What do you think fans should kind of open their minds about it or um i you know i think everybody you know i mean part of the fun of it is have a strong opinion you know Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and i think that i mean i think that i mean when we did when we did um uh curse uh, it was originally it was the era of remakes and and um um rather than um you know, doing a um, rather than doing a remake, it uh, uh, Don quite astutely turned it into a prequel. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I think that was that was um, a really, really, really good idea. Right. On his part. No, um, I I completely agree with you. Um. You know, it 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 was you know a, a, you know it was a re kickstarting Chucky, but but um uh you know in a, in um you know in and and bowing to the idea of it, but you mm-hmm. know doing something new and original. Um, I I really I really liked the first uh, the first Halloween. Right. Um, uh, remake the, the 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 one that I saw. You know. Right. Um, I mean, I can sit through a movie by the way that I do because I know everybody and it's not scary. Right. <laughs> you know, it's all fake in that aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other way, I if I get if I get too caught up in it, and and I thought that he, you know, that that you know, going to the guy's childhood. Mm-hmm. And I thought that kid did a beautiful job. Oh, he was um, fantastic. And, and, and it just worked for me, not having seen the original one. Um, you know, and there is a long history of, of remakes of, of things. I mean, right. things are constantly remade. And usually, if if I like the movie, uh, the original movie, I can't stand the remake. Normally. Right. Um, I, think so that's a I, lot of, I think that's a lot of how fans but feel I thought, about it. I thought um, Halloween was a, you know was um you know not, and not having seen the original was a you know an okay thing. No I you know, you know I and it, it probably you you were looking at it in a much fresher view than I think a lot of people who went and saw it were because a majority of the fans had seen the original and I think by you going into it with a fresh face and not really knowing the original one then yeah I I I can definitely see your performance shine through in that aspect. And obviously, you were like, you were able to do with it what you wanted, and not based on another person. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I was lucky that I, I didn't see it, and I didn't know that performance, and I didn't have anything to gauge. Um, <laughs> no, I just played him. I just played him, uh, 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 particularly in the second one. I, he's a father, and his kid dies. Right, in a horrific, and horrific manner. <laughs> in a horrific manner, and he sees it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, doesn't see the actual killing, but he sees his, you know, his the aftermath. His daughter cut to shreds. Right. So um, now, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, I don't know if the other guy had that kind of an opportunity, but it's a pretty emotional idea. 
It, it very much is, and I, I, I'm sure, I mean, obviously Rob Zombie, as far as the more horrific way of filming and, and more gore activity than in the original, so there, that's obviously much more shocking scene than the original scene, but either way, it's a horrific concept whether you see a lot of it or not. Now, yeah. it, you said that it, you haven't seen the original Halloween because it's too, too scary, but you were in The Exorcist 3, and The Exorcist is supposed to be the scariest movie on Earth. Have you seen that? <laughs> I did see that, and um, oh, okay. and that was, <laughs> and that was really. Um, um, I it probably wouldn't be as scary now, but right. um, I, it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> now, when did you see? It? Did you see when it came out, or did you see? Yeah, it? I did, and and I, you know, it was like people talked me into it, you know, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, and then I was like, why did I, you know. <laughs> Why it. did I agree? Yeah, but I sat through it, and and it it just scared the hell out of me. <laughs> now, with The Exorcist Three is by far my favorite of all of your performances, and according to IMDb, you are a very busy, busy man. So that's a lot of them. But um, wow, yeah, as far as The I, Exorcist Three, <laughs> no, I love everything you're in. So just, please, just keep oh. doing more. <laughs> Uh, as far as The Exorcist 3 goes, like, there's been a lot of talk that it, they kind of tacked on The Exorcist name, and it was just to kind of sell tickets, and that a lot of the exorcism aspect was kind of dumped in afterwards. What is well, there a lot part, of truth I mean, to that? I, or is that? I don't know. The motivation isn't right. Um, right. Uh, um, what happened was... Um, you know, studios are studios, and they've done a demographics some sort of study, and um, uh, Blatty had cast me, and um, they they felt uh, the powers that be decided Mm -hmm. to cut me and redo, reshoot everything that I did with Miller because uh, everybody would be expecting him to be in it. Mm -hmm. And um, Blatty didn't use him in the beginning um, because he didn't didn't think he could do it because, you know, he'd, he'd been drinking a lot. Right. And Vladdy was scared that he uh that he wouldn't be up to it and it was you know, it was pretty demanding. So he cast me for whatever reason. And <laughs> um and then of course they had this thing and they redid it and um and they brought him in and he couldn't do it. Um Right. And so they um they decided to I had to reshoot uh stuff that I was in in the cell mm-hmm. um, they got rid of all the other stuff and and um, they used Miller for that and then I I, I was sort of the ghost in, in in him was the kind of the idea oh okay well that's I mean I I, I now, think the exorcism itself right again part of this this study you know you can't you know they kept saying you can't have a movie called exorcism the Exorcist without an exorcism, right? Um, and Blatty didn't, of course, agree with that. He hadn't written it's not in the book, right? <laughs> you know, it's not a part of the story. And I incidentally saw the original uh, and, and a very rough cut. Uh, and um, you know, I and then I saw them shooting the 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 uh, the, the uh, cut that they shot. I mean the exorcism that they shot. I was uh, I was there during all those all those shoots, 
And, um, I mean, it, it, it's, the whole thing seemed ridiculous. I, I think George C. Scott said to me, you know, if, if Madonna doesn't come out and sing something, everybody's going to be disappointed. I mean, that was the kind right. of look like a music video. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't, I mean, it really wasn't an exorcism. Right. Yeah, it it, it, was, it, it, was, it was very flashy and, and sort of jarring when you see it because it does seem out of the out of the blue in, you know, that story, obviously, because that's not what was originally written. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's tacked on, and it feels tacked on, and it, and it, it you know, I think it hurt the movie. Um, but that's just my opinion. Well, your opinion's the only opinion that I care about right now, Mr. Durst. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bad idea, but anyway, that is the original story. It was all based on... on okay. Uh, on um uh you know uh, publicity and economics it was you know they they really felt that they had to do this and, right. and you know and they they made Vladdy kicking and screaming the whole way redo it all mm-hmm. and i mean and add those scenes in and he hated it yeah and it and that is a very uh, it's a huge shame and i i would like to see the cut originally how it, how it should be i know but... and i i thought i had it <laughs> Because oh, you thought you had me. it? Yeah, they sent it to me when they told me I had to read. First of all, they, you know, they fired. They, well, they, they said you're not in the movie. Right. Um, and then they, um, and then they redid it because they had to. They you, were using different background, and they'd already shot stuff that they were going to use. So I had to redo it. Right. And I don't think my performance was as good as the original. Oh, I thought it was fantastic, so I would love to see what you really think. Yeah, the original, of the original one I thought was better. I thought that was a better performance. It was much more settled in the cell and, and much more, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, both a prisoner and, uh, you know. Right. It had all that and a little that I had and, and, and a little more. But you can't, I mean, when redoing something that quickly, you can't write, you know, at least I, can, I couldn't get back to all of what I had. Oh, yeah, it, it takes you it takes you out of it when, it, you know, it's a jarring experience. They take you, you know, they say, oh, well, you're not in the movie. Oh, wait, yeah, you are, come back. It's going it, to, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get into that as much as you were when you're originally in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, no, don't I didn't have time. I mean, I had like, right. I had like. Just time to you were doing other things, and I didn't have time to really, really get into it. <laughs> right, because that was that was shortly after child. Was it shortly before or after Child's Play Two? I'm, I can't remember. I don't remember. And they were pretty close. I remember. So you were probably. In the... Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was relatively close. <laughs> so you were probably, you know, trying to remember those lines and as well as Exorcist lines, and quite two um, different, quite quite different movies. <laughs> Well, I was doing, I mean, as that, when that was happening, I know I was doing Child's Play, right, and those two things, uh, and uh, Mississippi Burning, right, together. Mm, yeah, yes. What was going on, was going on then. I, I mean, I kind of moved from one set to the other. And now what, now you, you've done quite a few non-horror films, obviously. You're in Lord of the Rings, Cuckoo's Nest, obviously the big one, Blue Velvet. Um, what is your, you still gravitate towards horror though, and, and, you know, fans and myself alike are are happy that you still do horror, but is there a specific, do you like doing one over the other, or is it just the performance, basically, or just the the story is basically what you choose from? Well, I mean, 
I mean, once once I started doing horror, I got a lot of offers. Right. And you know, I'm a father, so uh, so I mean, I took them. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. really think about you know this is a horror film or not a horror film or you know what that kind of thing was. I mean, I was just you know like everybody else on the planet, you know, this guy out trying to make a living, you know, raise a family, support your family, yeah. And support my family, and that you know, quite honestly, was my real reason. It's just that it's just that um, it's just that uh, you know, I I began to get a reputation as somebody who does horror, so people began to think of me, mm-hmm. and so I got a lot of horror offers, and I did a lot of horror. But I mean, I'd done also a lot of independent movies, right? Um, which weren't horror at all. Uh, probably much more. I mean, if you really, really count up what I've done, uh, horror is, you know, is... Uh, it's a small portion. <laughs> what? I mean, it, it's, a sm- it's a small portion, yeah. Yeah. Going yeah, through all of your performances, done. it's... Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I, you know, I, um, you know, there's a... There's a lot more. I mean, I, I, I mean, the, the, the Halloween thing was great because I, you know, I played a cop. I played a, just a normal person, right? You know, who was reacting, and normally, you know, I get hired as the monster. Mm-hmm. Right. You're usually the, the one causing the all the, the mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I mean, and and that's a very different thing. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, when you're doing somebody who's you know, your daughter gets killed and, and you're a sheriff, It's a, you know, you worry about the fact that your daughter got killed and, and that you're playing a sheriff. You don't really, really think about this as a horror film. I mean, you right. know it's a horror film. Right, and, obviously. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, there are differences. I mean, the poor girls who do this thing have to work so fucking hard. <laughs> I, mean, I they're, know, they, they they're just run to the bone. being dragged down the halls screaming their eyes. I mean, they, they do this like crying for like, you know, for, for like, you know, eight hours. The, you know, you, you watch all this stuff and you go, sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to watch just, especially Rob Zombie's versions, obviously are a lot harder to watch. And, and that's just in a two, two and a half hour setting. I couldn't imagine doing it for eight hours. Yeah. There was, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, per- I'm particularly thinking of of the first one I I, I watched. This the girl who played my daughter uh, uh, work for all day, and she was dead by the end of it. I mean, she was <laughs> really destroyed. And she'd been doing like two days of it. Oof. And she's she's a fan. Danielle Harris, and she's just yeah. utterly fantastic. I know she was she's in you know the a few of the sequels from Halloween and the original franchise, and I yeah. just. Her performance in both of those films, obviously, particularly sec- the second when she's in it more, uh, are they blew me away. I thought she really grew up to be a fantastic actress. Yes, yeah, she's she is wonderful. I run into her every once in a while, and and, and she's the best. I I really like her. <laughs> well, I don't want to keep you um, from enjoying your nice day, uh, and you've talked to me for well, more time than I dish, could ever so. imagine. <laughs> well, <laughs> regardless. And I, you know, I was four, and I just, I just missed the call. So. Oh, that's not a problem. I miss calls all the time. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you very much for talking to me. It, you're absolutely one of my favorite 
actors just in general, not not just in horror. But uh, and I I look forward to seeing you more and more child's play and, and any other projects that you happen to pop up in. Well, thank you very much. Not a and problem. You a thank day. you so much again. Thank you. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Wasn't that a great listen? Fantastic. Let's move on to nice. Recently Watched. Thanks, Jess, for that. We appreciate you being here in spirit, even if you could not be here uh, in Skype form. Um, I'm sure we'll have uh, plenty of disagreements next week where you can correct us on all the things we were terribly wrong on, but let's get to Recently Watched. Uh, Eugene, you have so much okay. to talk about. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Uh, well, I'll start off with a Brad Dorf movie. All right. Uh, it's, it's one that our, our co-host, Jess, let me borrow, and that is 1989's Sunny Boy. And she didn't say a whole lot about this movie uh, to me when she let me borrow it, other than you just got to see this thing. And she was right. You, you got to see this thing. It's so weird. I From the cover, this is another uh, – I don't believe it's a Scream Factory. I think it's their parent company, uh, Shout Factory. Which right away, it's odd because I love following these smaller Blu-ray labels. Uh, as you well know with uh, with uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly, I love talking about the smaller independent uh, releasing companies. And so Shout Factory is the parent company of Scream Factory. And so when I popped the disc in and it said Shout Factory, I'm like, oh, whoa, what? where's the Scream Factory here? This is a horror movie, right? And the cover is this dirty creepy looking hand reaching out from this hole in a wall. I'm like, that's a horror movie. <laughs> well, no, this is not a horror movie at all. Okay. Uh, this is a very bleak, depressing crime drama with some D- David Lynchian type moments sprinkled throughout the entire thing. It's such a bizarre, weird movie. I, uh, I didn't, Love it. In fact, I barely liked it, but it's certainly worth a watch. And I'm sure that there's a crowd out there for it, especially if you really like the, and I like David Lynch movies. Uh, that's the closest thing I can compare this thing to is a David Lynch movie, but uh, it's like so, early Lynch or later Lynch. Um, eighties Lynch, um, blue velvety Lynch. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A little bit more. Yeah. So it's a, this, this baby is kidnapped from Brad Dorf. And, uh, he gets, uh, he gets thrown into this family of crazy, wacko people in the wilderness, uh, one played by David Carradine, who is a cross-dressing, I believe, transvestite, and, um, Paul Smith uh, is his slash her husband, whatever. And we talked about this last episode, I think. Yeah. So, how did she really like it? I yeah, I, did. Uh, I think I think she did. I think she said it had to be seen. I mean, I, I I feel like she gave it three and a half, four somewhere in there. I feel like she gave it a pretty good thumbs up. Yeah, and and the thing is, I don't think that she's wrong in that review. It it was just for some reason, and maybe it was my mood, but it was a bit almost too heavy for me when I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is uh, come on. I mean, it's weird how I can watch, I can watch disgusting Italian cannibal gore, uh, and then something like this where a, a baby is kidnapped and then raised to be this wild murderous thing with his tongue cut out. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh my lord, come on. Uh, it was too long, 
easily too long by about 20 minutes. It was an hour and 45 minutes. Um, but the performances were all so David Lynch. Everybody is just, it feels like they're overacting, but they're not. Like it, they do, it's, it's well acted. And you can tell they're supposed to be acting that nutty in the movie, this whole family. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a drama version of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is it, I mean, is, I, I can't get a feel for this movie. Is it a, a horror thriller? I mean, you're you're comparing it to Texas Chainsaw. Is it gory? It has a couple of very mild gore. It's just it's disturbing and depressing about with how this kid is treated. Uh, and if they would have played played it completely straight, it would have been even more. It would have been a straight up drama. Mm. But as it's played, it's just this weird, weird, dark comedy drama thing. It's just an oddity. That's it's an odd. It's an oddity, especially when, when David Carradine's, uh, when his character pops up, uh, and you don't see his face at first. You just see this long hair and a dress and this hair on the chest or whatever. I'm like, what? And then the camera pans up where I'm like, is that David Carradine with lipstick and a wig on and a dress and, uh, and a thing on his chest that pumps out milk for, ah, uh, like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, it's okay. uh, it, it's a thing that exists, and I watched it, and I'll probably never watch it again, but uh, it's one It sounds like an anomaly of cinema that I need to at least watch one time, so I'll, you should, I'll check uh, it out. Seriously, you really should. Yeah, you should watch it, because uh, I'm curious what you think. You might really like it, and I think, depending on the time that I would watch it, I might enjoy it more, but uh, all it takes is the kids in a pissy mood, or just... Whatever, and I'm like, oh man, I no, I, I totally I, understand. I'm, I'm just yeah. not in the mood. I, I got you. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm in the mood for some mindless James Bond yeah, shenanigans. Exactly. Not this heavy thing. Well, considering there was, uh, hmm, I, I don't even want to tease it. How, how do I say this transition? I'm going to spring a review. I'm demanding from you. On okay. uh, the skin okay. I live in, we need to chat about this movie on the pod. Spoilers. 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 If you have not yes. seen The Skin I Live In, Pedro Almavar, however you say his name, uh, I would like to talk about that movie with you right now if I can. Yes. Because last episode I was so hamstrung by not spoiling anything. This time, yeah. let's just go for it. And uh, you've been warned about spoilers. Okay. The reason I'm making that transition now is because you're talking about, how did you put it, transvestite? transitioning, I, I don't know what the proper terminology is. Uh, obviously, Skin I Live In, it's forced, hello, spoiler, uh, <laughs> yeah. on a person. But yes. uh, after my very ultra-vague review, of both on uh, the Facebook page and uh, on the podcast, I gave you this Blu-ray just like, you got to see the shit. Yeah. Go ahead. Spoilers away. Go. What did you think of this movie? Um, I gave it five out of five stars. I, I sat there with my mouth agape. What, what have I been missing for the past four years? Um, <laughs> and I watched this with, uh, with our friend Stephen Miller from, uh, from Cinema Sidekicks. He came up and uh, we watched this movie and stunned silence when the movie was over. We're like, whoa. Uh, and I, I don't want to speak for him, but I believe that he liked it probably about as much or close to as much as I did. But it, I can't, there's not one single thing in that movie 
that I would I could possibly imagine changing. I I've seen so many movies at this point that to truly get me, and they got me on this one. Like the the twists and turns and the beautiful ending. I that ending was so good. I went into it. Somebody told me what happens. Like oh like, man, he 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 changes this. He does this to a person so that he can rape him because to get revenge rape on a rape. And mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way that's accurate. And then I watched the movie with that mindset and yeah, it's yeah, kind of. That's kind of what he was was going for. Yep. Ugh, but uh, oh, man. nonetheless, and, and I, I adored it, obviously. I don't want to compare it to Perfume, uh, the story of a... Of a that movie. was one of the movies... Uh, I said in my review, there are a handful <laughs> of movies that I would throw into a blender that would make this movie. It would have been Perfume, Predestination, and yeah. there was something else. I can't, old, boy. old Boy. Old Boy should be old in there. Boy should be in there. And uh, the, the one with Pacino in the 70s. Um, Robin the Bank. Uh, oh. Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, okay. For the style. Yeah, yes. But. Man, what a movie. But, but, what a but movie. throwing those four movies in, you're automatically like, okay. Huh. Oh, Sex yeah. Sex change and revenge, old boy. And, you know, it's giving, like, my mind yeah. would go, okay, I, I'm I'm already putting these weird pieces together. So yeah. I didn't want to even put those things into your mind when. Yeah. And I'm glad it. you didn't, because I did not know anything about this movie and just how it unfolded so deliberately. And all of a sudden, like, oh, that character is this person. Oh, the guy dressed up like a tiger. Is this guy, which leads to the revelation of who Antonio Banderas is, and then we find out who. Oh my lord! It was just it layer upon layer upon layer got pulled back, and by the end, the end was, I was like, please don't ruin this. Please have a good ending, and I I loved the ending. I loved the fade out. I'm like exact wow. same reaction from me. I and I couldn't yeah. even talk to you about that because I was yeah I, I didn't want to say the ending delivers because I thought you might. Be disappointed with the ending. You never. You know, no. It's 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 a yeah. vagary. I didn't want to give it away. Maybe you would have hated it. I didn't want to set your expectations one yeah. little bit, but I so I loved the ending. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. And yeah, I would love to talk to somebody who is uh, transgendered or looking to become so, or someone in that community. Yeah, to see what they feel about this movie like is there is it is there something is, is it somewhat offensive that this is forced on upon a, a person and uh he accepts it and then doesn't or you know what i mean like that's very mm. weird it's very strange it's very i don't know quite how to feel about vincent's uh, uh transition because it seems like there were some hints there that he wanted yes but no maybe i i yeah. All I know is that I'm so glad that with how with how heavy the subject matter was, the ending there was still like oh, it all comes full circle with the the lady yeah, that he was yeah. interested in and at the clothing store, and oh, it was just it was heartbreaking, but so good, so so good. I am I am surprised it took me this long to see that movie. I'm not sure why I've waited that long, uh, but Antonio Banderas and like. His performance was so good. Everybody, his performance was great. Best. But that woman, holy shit, man! Did she knock yeah. that out of the park? Uh, freaks, please go watch this movie. Yep, isn't it cool? When, like, what's great about these movies 
a movie like that is this. We've seen so many movies now, and there's so many variations on different themes. And it's like, okay, here's here is our superhero movie, or here's another slasher movie, or here's okay, here's a supernatural horror movie. We know what you know. Here's the ghost. Blah blah blah. This was a. I think this was even though you gave like four examples of what the movie kind of is like. This was a very unique new idea that was made into a movie, and I thought that was so cool that it kept me guessing. I'm 41 years old, and I'm like. Where is this going? I, it, it got me, and I really like that when a movie can keep me interested in, like, I'm seeing something kind of new here right now that mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to end. I, I don't know how this will end. And on top of this, all of this discussion, we have not talked about how glorious this film was shot. Mm-hmm. And photographed and filmed. Yep. The score, everything about them, I give it five stars. I, there's not one thing I can think of that I could, I would change on the movie. It was, I'm like, this is. This would have easily made probably the best movie of 2011. I think it came out 2011. Yeah. That, was probably, that would have probably been my favorite movie of 2011 had I watched it when it came out. Probably me too. Eh, yeah. Did you get what I was saying about the over-lighting of the scenes? How, uh, like, they walked out of the party through the garden and it's very bright oh, at yes. night? Just so you can see the colors pop. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, I've that taken up way too much of your time. Um, no, it was fantastic. Sorry, I, I, I just... I bought that movie for two bucks on Blu-ray. Wow! So I was <laughs> that, I that shall be gush. in my collection at some point. I again, I I can't believe what a gem that was. And it was funny because uh, Steve and I had planned to watch two specific movies, and then it was like, oh, by the way, Eric, let me borrow this. Oh, he reviewed that. Let's watch that. Done, and it was yeah. I can only imagine what that looked like on the theater screen. Yeah, well, and just, uh, yeah, it was just, we were kind of stunned into silence with once the credits rolled on that thing, especially because of how it ended in the, the fade out. Like Another thing know, that I did wow. not address, uh, this movie arguably contains as many horrible uh, moments as irreversible, and yet they all happen, for the most part, off screen. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. I Like, I was still feeling it just as much as if I was watching Irreversible, but they were off screen. I wasn't seeing it. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. That's great freaking directing. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> we spent so much time on that movie. Holy crap. Uh, what should I review? Do you want a couple of TV shows? Do you want the gift? What do you want? What do you? Oh well, oh boy. Let's do something a little bit lighter before we get into the gift. <laughs> Let's not go back to back with Skin I Live and then the gift because okay. <laughs> this is lighter. Uh, age okay. uh, double header of TV shows, real quick. Okay. Agents of Shield season one. Uh, this stuff was added to Netflix, so obviously it's comic book. I'm gonna watch it and. Everybody told me skip the first season of Agents of Shield, go right to the second. I'm not going to do that. I'm a comic book dork, but uh, the first season, it's okay. It's enjoyable. It's fine for entertaining the family. That's about it. I'm not going to tell you to skip it because I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying season yeah. two much more, but hey, it's okay. Uh, New Girl season four hit Netflix as well. I'm sorry, dude, but I I really like this show. I don't know what to tell you about it. Uh, everything that is wrong with How I Met Your Mother 
this is the opposite of that. As far really? as romantic comedies, uh, oh, friends, man. uh, people in a loft together kind of sitcom. We're yeah. talking like 22 plus episodes in season four alone. And I was completely there and involved and totally fine with watching the next episode. I was into it. And you know, I, like as much as you hate rom-coms, I hate them times 10. So for me yeah. to say that, that's something. You got to take that with a grain. That is something. Where does that fall in the, uh, in the pantheon of other, that, of that type of, like, is that way up there? Is that something that I'm, I would watch more. I'm, I'm ready to watch more. I'm, I'm disappointed wow. that the season is over. And it's not like there's some great overarching story going on. It's just sort of like, uh, here we get together and there's four dudes and a couple of chicks and they're dating and doing, I mean, it's the friends Seinfeld, Seinfeld kind of, uh, how I met your mother dynamic, but it's like not irritating. Yeah. And I enjoy all the characters and the stuff they're doing. I I don't know what to tell you. It, it's it's very hard for me to sell you on this concept because I'm not like, dude, you got to watch this. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? If if you're looking for another show to watch with the wife and she loved How I Met Your Mother, I mean, throw it on. And she did. Well, then throw it on. You know what? There There's as much sleeping around in this show as there was in that one. And this one doesn't irritate me how i met yeah, your mother i watched like 10 episodes over 11 seasons however many seasons are were i don't know oh. i watched like a dozen episodes so oh. i i kind of feel bad about that because like i kind of sold that to you in a way because i was like hey that's kind of funny but I was sort of oh, coming in and out of the room. You sat and watched every damn every, except episode. The, I gave up the I, I didn't watch one episode of the last season because I'm like I am I'm done with this show. And she watched the whole thing. She watched because she loved. Well, that's it. fine. But I, I it, it but, that show repeats itself every episode. Like they got oh, their yes. formula and they do it, and that's that again and again and again. Yes, New Girl isn't like that. I mean, in a way it is, but in a way it's it's such a bitch to try and sell you on this shit. Uh, uh, the best way I can sell it is go ahead and watch an episode or two and tell me what you think. Yeah. It's <laughs> I enjoy the shit. I'm sorry. Uh, it's entertaining to me. It's funny. It makes me laugh. And it's not irritating. Uh, yeah. We've spent... I'm going to cut half this out because it's... We spent too much time on it. Uh <laughs> Give me, like, a two or three movies, please. Give me all this. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so, my wife and I went to watch In the Heart of the Sea from director Ron Howard. Watched this. And, um, I, you know, I, I wasn't sure. It got mediocre reviews. I know that this was uh, supposedly going to be a big Oscar-type movie, and then it didn't get good reviews, and it got completely buried by Star Wars. The I think it came out the week before Star Wars, which is... A bad decision. <laughs> Marketing to, move. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Ron Howard and Chris Hemsworth and Cillian Murphy, Brennan Gleason's in it. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, running time, two hours, which from the trailer, I'm like, that seems about right. From a, it's, it's basically the story of what led to the novelization of Moby Dick. <clears throat> and the, the trailer was great. And then we watched the movie. So first off, saw it at our local Dollar Theater. And it was very full and very obnoxious as, mm-hmm. as usual. So I, it, my review reflects the crowd that I was with because there was the usual talking 
explaining things to each other out loud, <laughs> looking at their at their flip flip up phones that were big, that are fifteen years old uh, in the theater, whatever. So, um, in the heart of the sea, though the movie itself, I was I was ready to text uh, you and Jess after the movie saying this movie is fantastic. You guys have got to see this thing; it's so good. Um, and then, and there, this isn't spoiling anything because it's in the trailer. There's a big, the, the big, the big Moby Dick whale, whatever, crashes into the, into the boat. There's a, it's about a bunch of whalers that are out collecting uh, whale whale oil, and uh, it's very anti whale fishing. The movie itself, and that that big, the big set piece is the, the whale smashes into the boat because the whale knows what's going on, supposedly, kind of, and is trying to sink them, the scene was phenomenal. It was so well done and so like, oh, shit. Uh, and all the way up until that point, I'm like, this this is a great movie. And then they're, they're shipwrecked. And then they're on their life rafts or lifeboats, whatever. And I, I don't want to spoil too much, but from that point on, let me just say that things slow down Drastically. Ron Howardly. Day, day eight. Day 32. Day 59. Day 100 or whatever. Like, good lord. All of the goodwill that you created with that fantastic first half, setting up the characters, the good guys on the ship and the bad guys and the heroes and whatever. I'm like, you're all rotting away on these little boats. And maybe it's, I think it's kind of sort of based on a true story. But I lost so much, and even my wife. Which this is a this is a very much my wife type of movie. Uh, when once credits rolled, she was like, "Boy, they could have cut out twenty minutes of that movie, and it would have been a lean. It, it would have been a lean, mean, good ad, action adventure movie. Instead, it was just bogged down, and it got so boring. That last forty five minutes, especially, was just, come on." Oh, now another one dies. Good. Okay. Oh, now another one. You start to lose interest in the third act. Huh? Revenant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Leo makes that. fires. Wee. Yeah. What is it? Is it? Is there something about like, hey, we have to have this movie long. It has to be a long movie because it's like it's not that. It's so much as we filmed this beautiful shit, and you need to see it. There's a great movie in there. There truly is, and even like. There's stuff sprinkled throughout that last hour that's really good. If they would have edited it down, this would have been a fantastic movie, and I would highly recommend it. And as it is, you should give it one watch. But I gave it three stars, and that's being pretty generous. Like, I'll give it one. I was getting restless towards the end. I'm like, come on, I'm hungry, and I'm tired of hearing talking. (laughs) Maybe we're just grumpy old men. That's yeah, we could be. yeah, but like, get on with it. I mean, like, I know one or two of you are going to survive because someone has to live to tell the tale, and the whales swimming after you guys, and blah blah blah. You island and rescue whatever. Next. Anyway, okay, um, got that out of the way. Um, uh, let's go on with this, to some more um, upbeat Something stuff. Something fun. Everest. Yeah, I watched Everest. Ah, <laughs> Was not interested in the movie, and now you're going to review it. I can keep it brief and move on. <laughs> okay, it's the same thing as in the heart of the scene, okay. um, ex- except almost uh, the opposite. They uh, this this felt <laughs> so this felt amazing. like it should have been you know, longer. It was amazing. Well, and no, awesome. <laughs> it it 
it felt like they crammed way too much stuff in for what was in the movie. It was, it looked fantastic. Uh, the acting was good, but it's a disaster movie done as realistic as possible, but they rushed things way too much. Like this one here actually should have had a little bit more breathing room. And I don't even know if I would have liked it if it would have had more breathing room because I would have probably been bored, but it, it felt too smushed in there. And, and, <laughs> and maybe it's just me, but when everybody is wearing, like when everybody is covered from head to toe in the most winteriest of gear you can get. You can, you don't know who's who. So it's just random little figures on this mountain dying. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Or maybe living yep. or dying. And Or maybe okay. I saw the trailer for Everest the movie and I was like, I'm good. Yes. I'm good. Yeah, because the trailer is the movie. Yeah. It's the movie. It's sprawled out into however long it is. Two hours. Um, <laughs> next. <laughs> it looks pretty though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You want another one? Go ahead. <laughs> okay, one more. Now on to some good stuff. Um, I watched, finally, for I've been wanting to watch this one for probably a couple of years now. I wanted to rewatch this one. Wolfman. Oh, yes. The, dir- the director's cut. I finally got a chance to rewatch this one. I watched it in the, in the, in the theater. On your recommendation, I remember, because it, it didn't do good, and you were like, dude, you should check out I Wolfman. thought we saw this together. No, uh, I actually, I saw this, my wife went shopping and I went to watch, uh, I went to watch it by myself after you yeah. recommended it to me. And, uh, and I remember. I saw that, that, that might have been one of my first dates with my wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Good movie. 2010 is when it came out. Yeah. Yep. But, but you were like, it's not perfect because the reviews weren't good, but you're like, it's not perfect, but it's a good movie. And exactly that. It wasn't perfect, but I'm like, that was a damn good movie. And then the Blu-ray came out with almost 20 minutes of more footage. Yep. And it kicks ass. And I'm happy to report, even though some of the CGI is a little dodgy. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great movie. Great movie. It looks beautiful. The chock full of gore, fast paced. I loved it. And of course, Emily Blunt's in it, so it's uh, automatic. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it works well. Um, and uh, so. Joe Johnson, I believe, did the first Captain yeah. America movie. Also, yeah. very underrated. And I thought yeah. Wolfman, man, that movie was good. Especially the director's cut on the uh, Blu-ray. I agree. Yeah. I'm just this, mimicking, this me, mimicking what you say. Yeah, I, this watching it since the, I, the last time I watched this movie was before I got into my Hammer Pictures uh, huh. to where Perfect. I just had to watch all things Hammer. This feels like a very big budget Hammer movie, and I I love Hammer movies, but I'm like it's the set pieces are great. They it feels like I'm in the 1800s, and the the, the how people dressed and it just everything worked so well. This is my type of gothic type horror movie, gory and uh, even the big showdown in the end with the wolves. It's a very strange uh, kind of juxtaposition of a film because it, it it's doing the old school wolf man not werewolf wolf man there is a difference yeah, there there um, is yes kind of thing as far as the classic universal monster and it's like kind of bringing it into the new with like underworld and del benicio del toro yeah. and it works so freaking well oh yeah even at the end where it's giant wolf man versus wolf man and it gets kind of ridiculous and silly you're sort of like it kind of turns into a Godzilla movie. And I'm, a, yeah, I'm okay it, it, with it, that. Yeah. 
And, and it, it, again, it reminded me of those old Hammer movies. It's like, it's set in this, this town in the middle of wherever, and there's a killer wolf or a killer vampire or a killer mummy or whatever, and we go through the motions, and it was great. I had so much fun. I, I gave it four out of five. Like, my score has not dipped at all on this movie. And I'm just surprised that it got kind of, it kind of got forgot, forgotten, and it's a good movie. It's got a- a cult following coming back. It really does. I've heard a lot of positive feedback on that movie. At once it finally got released on, on Blu-ray, because everybody's like, oh, director's cut. This is actually good. Yeah. Because I would like, so now we have a great Wolfman, and I consider uh, De Palma's, uh, or Francis, I'm sorry, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula to be the best Dracula movie since Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh I just wish that we would have a really hard-edged, good mummy movie. And I believe that's coming. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that would rule. And I, I, you know, for what it's worth, I I kind of dig, especially the first mummy movie was enjoyable with uh, the Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Yeah. But I those want were, one that's fun. Yeah. But something like this to where it's like, it's this one here earns its R rating in spades. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I just want to just... Uh, Especially because it it hasn't been as well regarded as a lot of uh, as a lot of that type of movie has been. It should it deserves a second chance. So I agree. I'm done. I've been blabbing for. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay, I'll do the gift real quickly because I don't have a ton to say about that, and then you can have another round if you want. Uh, we'll do plugs, tease, whatever, and wrap it up. Um, yes, the gift uh, directed, written, and directed by Joel Edgerton. <clears throat> and my expectations for this movie were pretty high, especially after the reviews I was hearing, and I gotta say, I was kind of disappointed. Um, it's a okay film, but it doesn't uh, obey its own rules, uh, to say the least. Uh, at the very end of the day, for me, maybe I'm just too jaded by the bullying I received in high school, but this is a movie about bullying. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> The final message that I got out of this movie was, if you're being bullied, just wait a long time and then bully back harder and then you win. And it's like, that's kind of wrong and shitty. (laughs) And not the way that you're supposed to deal with bullying at all. It's, that's not really supposed to be it. Uh, But, uh, I mean... It was okay, I guess, but the, it took way too damn long to get around to it. The first half of this movie is slow as balls. <laughs> I was falling asleep. Like, come on, I get it. Move on. And did you not like uh, the awkwardness of? Like, is it just? Uh, was just so much- the first half was so damn slow, dude. It was like setting up. This guy's creepy. Did you hear? This guy's creepy. He's kind of creepy. Hey, hey, hey. This guy is creepy. And it's like. <laughs> <sighs> we didn't have to take 45 minutes to deal with that. He's already a redhead. Everybody's already creeped out. <laughs> yeah. But but the second half had some cool ideas, and I appreciate the way that, you know, revenge was being, you know, taken place, and uh, uh, there were good twists and turns along the way, and, you know, they kind of flip your perceptions of who's good and who's bad, and that was playful. I got that. That was good. It just... Why don't we start with that? Why is that not in the first act? And then we really play with it and really 
just kind of fuck with this guy all the way through. But instead it was like, twist. And it's like, not a twist. <laughs> and then, twist. And it was like, <laughs> not really a twist. I got that. We were, we were building to that. And about the halfway point, you're like, I see what's going on. I see what he's building to with the fainting and the pregnancy. I got it. I'm not not spoiling anything. And then, yeah, I got it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. We're drawing it out. Drawing it out. Got it. Got it. Uh-huh. Got it. Just taking too damn long to get there, in my opinion. Um, we must be old. I mean, because anymore... <laughs> are we just impatient? We're, I... <laughs> Maybe maybe we just seen too many movies, and it's like I got it. I yeah. Uh, maybe you know what? Screw that. All these old critics can review all these movies, and they're the ones voting for Oscars. Well, too bad. I, if I can pick out what the the plot points you're going off of, and I'm thirty five. Damn it, thirty six. I I I don't know. I got to do math to figure out how old I am anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then no. Yeah. I'm not going to take up the mantle of being too old. You're taking too long. Yeah. I get it. Hey, if if Kubert can do it with uh, 2001 and he can make and The Shining and all his movies and, and they're long and they're fantastic, that means that, that these other movies just aren't quite doing it right if the times are too long, too short. Again, uh, Rickman didn't start acting till he was 46. Yeah. And <laughs> then he produced the most badass roles ever. Come yeah. on, man. Get <laughs> the hell on with it. Yeah. It just, I just get frustrated when it's, they're treating their audience like an idiot. And it's like, you can't figure it out. You have no idea. And it's like, I got it already. What? Move on. And you're going, I know you're going to live, leave us on a cliffhanger with this. I know you're going to uh, do it. Yep. I know it's going to be, did he? Did me? I got that frickin' 20 minutes ago. And then we get up to the end, and it's like, did I? Didn't I? Did I? Didn't I? And they're smiling all big, like, ha-ha, got you! And I'm sitting there going, I freaking got it, man. I got it. I got it. I got the hell out of it. I got the hell out of it 20 minutes ago. Again, that sounds like I'm dogging the hell out of the movie. No, it just, maybe it's, maybe it's just the writer in me that it's sort of like, is always predicting the shit too early and whatever. It's like, I, th- this movie is totally worth a watch. Exactly one. I, I don't see any reason I will revisit this movie. Yeah, and I think I liked it better than you did, but I do agree. I can't see myself watching this one again, especially when you know... <laughs> I'll be returning the Blu-ray to you tomorrow, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't see, like, once you know everything that goes on, and you, it, it's kind of long. Um, like, okay, there's the goldfish or the, or the fish and the... Again, there's so many open-ended things. So, with the goldfish, yes, and the dog kidnapping, maybe? I Yeah. Uh, so vague. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you get one more round of reviews. Uh, okay. Please, do a double header. Okay. Take a few things off your slate. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> let's, let's get um, two movies that probably no one on podcasting has ever talked about. That would be American Ninja Part 3 and 4. Ha <laughs> Okay, back to you. I <laughs> know, <laughs> I need a thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, no, I, um, okay, so after one of our podcasts recently, uh, I was like, oh, let's see what's on sale on Amazon.uk. 
Oh, the American Ninja set that's not available in the United States. Bye. And then a month later, I'm like, oh, what? I ordered this? Uh. Uh, Of all the questionable things that you should have been going, what? I ordered this? Like American Ninja. Like that? I'm like, yeah, I got it. It seems right. (laughs) So I've seen the the five other things that came before that. It was like, uh, he hated the first one. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you you've watched at least one of the American Ninja movies uh, or no? I know I've seen American Ninja one, maybe two. I don't know, but I have okay. not seen. I, I don't think I've seen anything past that. Well, it, so I didn't spend much on this Blu-ray set. It's it's one through four. The reason to own this thing is the hour and a half long documentary on the making of mainly the first one, but they deal a little bit with part two and even less on three and four, but. It is just more insight into what it was like working at Canon. And I was going to say, were those all four Canon? Oh, films? yeah, those were okay. all four Canon. And each one, a little bit less and a little bit less. <laughs> and you can just see the, the downward spiral. And it's just, it's great to hear everyone involved and just the insanity that was a Canon film and how it, those movies were made. And, uh, so that documentary was fantastic. I love it when it, there's a documentary or making of that is like feature length. Like, wow, this is a, this is a documentary. Um, but anyway, so part three, uh, American Ninja part three, basically this is a type of movie where if you know the title, you know what the movie is about. So I'm not going to get into the logistics of the American Ninja series. Part three, Michael Dudikoff was not available, so they got wait, this guy. wait, wait. What the hell is Michael Dudikoff doing? He was actually making another canon movie. Um, I want to say Avenging Force, which is a kick-ass movie. Um, so instead, uh, I'm just gonna be quiet and let you hang on. Yeah, just let me blab. I'm in diary of the mouth right now. Here we go. So David Bradley is in part three. I actually don't care about American Ninja now. I hear it about Avenging Force. I'd rather hear about that. Oh, Avenging Force is great. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff, yes, we, miss, we miss you so bad. Yeah, oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> how great would it be if I just ended it right here? <laughs> and like in, in mid laugh, cut, yeah. <laughs> cut. Um, so David Bradley. Oh, see, I, I should have gone with something more serious, uh, but no, I, something I more gave serious. gave you a wide open window. I know. Throw it, anything you wanted to yeah. seriously talk about in the last uh, couple of months that you haven't been able to, and you're like, uh, no, I'm no, ending no, on my Ameri- time, yeah. American Ninja 3. Yes, That's three. Where, not two, yeah. three. Three. Blood Hunt. Uh, Jackson is back, and now he has a new partner, karate champ Sean, as they must face a deadly terrorist known as the Cobra, who has infected Sean with a virus. Um, I... Please keep talking. (laughs) Keep talking. Um, so that's that, and then American... No, no, keep talking. (laughs) So they, they didn't have Michael Dudikoff for this one. But I'm happy to report that he did come back for part four. Oh, uh, he finally was able to clear up his schedule. Yes, he he cleared up his schedule. He finished up with <laughs> with Avenging Force, and I think I think 
Uh, so somewhere in there, Avenging Force and River of Death were made. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and Jess just texted uh, us. Or, uh, did you miss? Me? Did you guys miss me? Okay. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, the wheels have officially still filmed. recording. <laughs> comma, total disaster. <laughs> And there was a five instead of a T for total. Perfect. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so American Ninja Part Four, uh, starring just, just, Michael Dudikoff and David Bradley. And just, just we just have to stop. Okay. Just at some. So point. you but, can get a hold of me. No, at... <laughs> I don't even want to. Just nothing. Just. just... <laughs> uh, movie freaks. <laughs> movie freaks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm done. No, you're not. <laughs> Go on. No, I'm done. I, there's nothing else left in me. <laughs> the, our last listener, Stephen, has officially turned this off. Like oh, I, he know. turned out half an hour ago. Oh, He's like, uh, "The hell with this noise." <laughs> um. Okay. Fine. I'll wrap us up. Uh, <clears throat> as always, you can get a hold of us at MovieFreaksPod at Yahoo.com, uh, Facebook MovieFreaksPod, and Twitter at MovieFreaksPod. MovieFreaksPod all over the internet. Uh, Eugene, uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly, Cinema Sidekicks, uh, Creature Stole My Twinkie.wordpress.com. We are all over the interwebs. Come and find us. Thanks for listening. We are all over the interwebs. Come and find us. Uh, and uh, any, anything else? else? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? You're asking me anything else? No, go on. Go on. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, we're, we're getting dangerously close to Edward Furlong territory here. <laughs> it's well, right was that? there. Well, I don't, no, I want to know where you were going with that. Oh, Just, I was going to try and say like, something I, else. I was mid-sentence, you're like, anything else? I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, I don't know, did I forget something? Well, I was going to try and say something about the uh, the giveaway that we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I... <laughs> I yes, mean, uh, next episode, giveaway. It's yeah, happening. The 2001, Clockwork Orange, The Shining, American right. Ninja, we're giving them all away. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, give us your something. Uh, there goes our last listener. For- the absolute worst part of this is that the minimized Skype uh, window that I have set up right now. You lean back in your chair, and it perfectly lines up with our photo from <laughs> from the nightlight, <laughs> where <laughs> your head your head is on my body. <laughs> you have had like ten perfect perfect places to end the show on a completely hysterical note. Now, oh, just so you know that, cares? so you have got so many great opportunities for hilarity. But I mean, this show's ended. This this show ended like ten minutes ago. So it's whatever. I mean, yeah, giveaways. And we missed Jess. And Just smile. Oh, hold up your hand again. Left and hand. <laughs> <laughs> ah, movie freaks. Uh, let's end this. Okay, yeah, okay. he done. Okay, I'm hitting. I'm hitting. Stop. Stop. Me too. <laughs>